Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And your passion is not necessarily your purpose. If you didn't want to know that, oh. then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. For what? For what? That's just a that's just a quote. Think about it, Kieran. No, that's that's a spoiler. That's a plot point. For what? I have no idea. Give me I'll, a hint. Give I'll, the audience a hint. I'll tell you when you're older. Well, it may be tied into the movie we're covering now, or at least the creators oh, really? of this movie ah, might be tied into what so I'm talking about. It's another Pixar project, presumably mm-hmm, enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess if I was more familiar with Pixar works, I might have some idea of what that is. I can definitely say you've seen this movie. Okay, there we go. And long-time listeners of this podcast would have seen it as well. I guess I've just forgotten all about it. So, Matty D, would you be able to introduce the concept of the show for anybody who may be a first-time listener? So, what we do is we look at a trailer for an upcoming movie. We look at that trailer, we look at all the promotional material about that movie, and then we come here and we try to predict as much of the plot of that movie as humanly possible. That's correct. Once the movie comes out, we watch that movie and we see how badly, or hopefully... How well we did at predicting that. Yeah, that's right. So if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you can do so. In fact, you can put two of our previous predictions to the test because currently in cinemas and on streaming, we've got A Quiet Place Part 2, which is only in cinemas, and we've got Cruella, which is in cinemas and on Disney+. Plus. Both at the same time. That didn't take long to come out at all. No, I feel like we only just did the episode. Just a few weeks ago. Can't say the same thing for A Quiet Place Part 2 since we did that a year ago. I can't believe it's been so long since we did that episode. So go watch those movies, unless you've watched them already, and go listen to our episode and Well, they're out today. They're out today, so if you've seen them already, you're doing something wrong. (laughs) So this week we're talking about the upcoming Pixar movie, Luca, also known as Pixar's Luca. Is it called Pixar's Luca? Yeah, I think there's already like a ton of movies called Luca. It's just called Luca, but they're calling it Pixar's Luca because I already think there's another movie out there called Luca. And the name Luca on its own doesn't indicate uh, a Pixar romp where something like Inside Out or Toy Story or Cars might give that indication. So Luca is just a name. So And Pixar sells the movie itself, I think. Yeah, exactly. So people would just go and see it just knowing it's a Pixar movie. And they're always popular, which is why we like to cover them on this show. The last movie that Pixar released, I believe, was Onward, which we covered, I think, a little over a year ago. Yes, it was. So, what do we know about Luca so far? We obviously don't have any histories with it because it's a new, no. it's a new concept. No. So, we have a trailer with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we also Two have trailers. A, well, we have a teaser trailer and a trailer, right? Yeah. And then there's a featurette mm-hmm. covering the movie. Yep, talking about friendships and magic. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all we have. We have a cast list. We have a brief description, but that's all we have. From what we can ascertain, it's about two sea monsters. Yep. They're sea monsters when they're in the water. When they come onto land, they become in- they sort of look human. That's awful convenient. Yeah, very convenient. <laughs> I guess that's... I-, I thought when I saw the trailer, they just evolved quickly. <laughs> they all left right. the water and they just evolved, but... They arrive at the surface and they explore the human world, which is a dangerous place for them, and have a have a story by the look of it, a wholesome story about self-discovery. Yeah, that's right. So we do actually have an official description from Disney themselves. So they've said, uh, set in a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera, Disney and Pixar's original feature film Luca is a coming-of-age story about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. There is so much Italianness in this trailer already, yes. so it's going to be all through the movie, I think. Well, the director is Italian, mm. and he's very much uh, playing on his childhood memories. Yeah, it seems like we'll, an nostalgia. We'll talk about piece. that in a sec, but let's get through this description first. Luca shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, but all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret that they are sea monsters from another world just below the water's surface. 
There we go. I guess that's supposed to be somewhat of a twist, but that's what they're selling the movie on. We already know that. That's like the first few minutes of the trailer. Yeah, that's right. So if you're not aware, Maddie D's explained this already. They're sea monsters when they're in the water and they're regular humans when they're above the water. But anytime they touch water, they transform into sea monsters. So if they get a splash of water on their hand, their hand turns into a sea monster hand. So if they have a shower, they're a sea monster. If they go out in the rain... They're a sea monster. Is there going to be a plot point where there's rain in the movie? Guarantee, I like to think so. Guarantee that will happen. So, Maddie D and I are actually teaming up to predict the plot of this one together. We haven't done that for a while. Thank God. And I think it's really worthwhile doing it for this episode as well, because I watched this trailer and I heard the concept. I'm like, yeah, but what happens next in the movie? What hap- what's going to happen in this movie? And well, I- where's the conflict? Where's it going to go? I guess we'll explore that. I think we'll try to work something out, work a yeah. plot out, because I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's something that would have been really difficult to explore individually. So Definitely. I think putting our heads together will really work for this one, and hopefully we can nail this plot. I mean, we did so well in Jumanji last episode, oh so God. obviously it'll work. Oh, Jesus. Well, here's hoping we do a little bit better than that. So this film is being directed by Enrico Casarosa, who said that, as I mentioned already, that this movie is very much based on his childhood. I'm presuming he used to be a sea monster at some point. obviously, yeah. But no, he grew up in the Italian Riviera, and I think he had, I guess, this coming-of-age journey with discovering scooters and gelato and linguine, presumably enough. Doesn't sound too bad, to be honest with you. And I think he had a real-life friend called Alberto as well, which he's based one of the main characters on Uh. as well. His name isn't Luca, but we can presume that the Luca character is based on him. Now, he originally, I believe, directed a short for Pixar in the past, but this is his first attempt at a full-length feature. Very nice. And as well, I think it's important to point out that the film is actually dedicated to Ennio Morricone, the composer, a personal favourite of ours, who they originally wanted to compose the movie's score, but unfortunately he died before they could ask him. Could you imagine that? Oh, I love his scores. That would be incredible. Let's get straight into predicting this plot, since we probably don't have too much to talk about. Aside from the movie itself. We're going to nail this plot, Kieran. So as per usual, when we do our team-up episodes, we'll go through all the actors and the characters that they're playing. And we should also discuss at the same time what we think their impact is going to be in this movie. Now, it's actually going to be a little bit easier for us this time because each of the characters have a little bio alongside them. So we can read the bio and that will give us a fair idea of what the character is going to do in the movie. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yes, thank you. Well, this is actually from the Disney website. Oh, is it? Wikipedia just lifted it verbatim. (laughs) So, first up, playing the character of Luca Perugo is Jacob Tremblay, who, of course, was in Doctor Sleep, and he was also playing Goku in my special episode Dragon Ball Z plot. There you go. Welcome back to the show. Yes. So, he plays a 13-year-old sea monster curious about the world above the sea. He lives in the waters next to the Italian coast in a farm where he herds goat fish with his parents. Adorable. Although he's been warned his whole life that the human world is a dangerous place, he longed for something beyond the quiet farm life. So when Alberto takes him to explore Porto Rosso, yes, that is a reference to El Porco Rosso. (laughs) I love that so much. His eyes open up to a whole world of possibilities. Luca is obviously the main character. It's his story. Where do you think the film will go with his story? So he will be the audience surrogate that may be scared or apprehensive to try new things. And these two side characters will help him break out of his shell and do adventurous things. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So he'll learn to become brave. He'll learn to try new things. He might be shy. He might be, you know, a little bit... Reserved at first. Yeah. But yeah, then he'll grow into a full-grown man, I suppose. It's coming-of-age story, so Mm. yeah. A full-grown sea monster. Exactly. Like a kraken. Exactly. And like, come back and kill everybody in the Riviera. (laughs) Yeah, hope so. I hope it goes in that direction. Imagine that, just a twist. Like, the the townsfolk kill his best friend, and he gets pissed off, he goes away, and then comes back as like a giant sea monster and just murders everybody. Just kills everybody. That's the end of the movie. Oh, that'd be great. Surprise, Pixar's going in a new direction now. Can we just do that movie My God, that'd be great. 
All right, next up, playing the character of Albert Scofano is a returning actor to our show, Jack I'm so excited to see Dylan. this guy back. It's Jack Dylan Grazier, who, of course, we know from Shazam. He played Freddie Freeman in Shazam. Gosh, it's been a while. He looks so much older now. He is so he much like older. A, he was like a little kid when we talked about him back in 2019. He looks like a little man now. Yes. He's changed his whole style as well. Yeah, exactly. He's got a little mustache, <laughs> an afro. Good for you, Freddie. It's a gross mustache, by the way. I, I don't think you should keep hey, that. I can't, I can't pay out anybody's mustaches. I grow a terrible one myself. So let's talk about Alberto Scafano. He plays a teenage sea monster as well and is Luca's best friend and is enthusiastic to explore the human world. He is a free-spirited, expressive and gregarious boy who is all about having fun. What do you think his impact is going to be in this movie? I think it says it in the bio. He's just going to be the guy that's going to be doing all the crazy stuff. He's He's pushing pushing Luca. He's pushing Luca to be a better boy, I suppose. All the shenanigans are going to be his idea. Yeah, Um, that's right. It'll probably go wrong, but it'll create a lot of of adventure, a lot of fun, a lot of humor. But that's what he's going to be. He's going to be Tigger. Yeah, I suppose so. That's a good Disney parallel there. I like it. So next up, playing the character of Julia Marcovaldo is Emma Berman, who I can't say I'm familiar with at all. Now, Julia is an Italian girl who befriends Luca and Alberto, and she is an outgoing and charming adventurer with a love of books and learning. I didn't really get that from the trailer. I didn't see her cracking open I any books. I didn't either. But she looks like a, a, a almost tomboy-esque, yeah. if we can say that term without seeming insulting. She's almost very tomboy-esque. Tomboys are not a, it's not a bad thing. No, I guess not. But that's very much the vibe I get from this movie so far. Yeah, that's what I get too. So what do you think Julia's impact on the movie is going to be? Well, I think... Well, she's going to be the same as Alberto. She's going to try to bring Luca and make him do things that well, he never would do. she's their guide to the human world, essentially, yes, without yes. knowing it. And if I know Disney, and I do know Disney a little bit, I think Luca's going to have a little bit of a crush on her. Really? Possibly. And also, I think she's going to be an inventor. An inventor, you say? Yes. I don't think so at all. Then where did the flying machines come from, Kieran? I think Alberto's going to invent those. You think so? Yeah, because it's at one, well, without spoiling too much of what we think is going to happen in the plot, it's obvious that they build, at least Alberto and Luca build a Vespa, like a, a Vespa scooter themselves yeah. at one point. Well, there's a race that they do. Yeah, that's which I right. I think we'll cover the later. Porto Rosso Cup. We're just about to talk <laughs> I about I love that title, by the way. Yeah, there's a, a scooter race that I think they have to compete in. That's going to be, a, they don't cover that at all in the trailers or the promotional material. So no. this is just something that we've picked up just from you know the promotional material i suppose or lack thereof of the promotion material this is what we've picked up in the character bios so this is obviously going to be their main thrust that's going to be the main conflict of the movie is to create a scooter to enter this race and potentially win this race i'm sure the prize is going to be like a flashy brand new bright red scooter it's got a real studio ghibli vibe already doesn't yes it? that was very much intentional that was very much intentional so the director himself said that castle rosa himself yeah. said that so yeah, that's why we had that direct El Porco Rosso reference. Because even well. some of the characters are reminding me, like um, Jillian is reminding me of the of a female version of the Julia. Guy, Julia, sorry, is yeah. reminding me of the uh, female version of the boy on the bike and Kiki's delivery service. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, anyway, as I was saying, I don't think Julia is going to be inventor. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't think anything really indicates that. But they, as you say, they do have flying machines at one point in the movie, so maybe she does help them out with that. But why isn't she joining them with with the flying? Isn't she? No. I thought she was. It's just the two boys. Oh. 
Well, then I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. We also see Luca running on the rings of Saturn. So I don't know if that's a dream sequence, but I don't think that's actually going to happen in the movie. (laughs) Yeah, who knows what's going to happen there. Maybe the whole flying machine sequence is just an imagination sequence. You think so? Yeah, I don't think they'll go that outlandish with the movie where they actually have flying machines and are flying all over Italy. It's a movie about sea monsters, though. But then how are we going to work him running on the rings of Saturn in? Are they actually going to go to space? absolutely cannot happen. Imagine if they went to space. Yeah. Oh, man. So we're already disagreeing already. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's, let's get through this cast. Okay. So next up, playing the character of Massimo Marco Valdo is Marco Baricelli. Again, I'm not familiar with him at all. I believe he's an Italian actor. Now, Massimo is an Italian fisherman and cook and Julia's father, and he is an imposing and tattooed man born with only one arm. Despite Luca and Alberto being intimidated by his big size and skill with a knife, Massimo has a soft heart, especially for his daughter. This is another Studio Ghibli character, right? This is the baker. This is the yes. This is the guy that what's the one with the wo- with the girl that falls from the sky? I have no idea. Can't remember the flying castle. Oh, anyway, Howl's Moving Castle. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Castle in the sky. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But this is like a stock Ghibli character, you know? Yeah, I suppose so. Tough guy, heart of gold, and he's warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, he's got a mustache. He's got a cat who also has a mustache. <laughs> Which is my favorite part of the trailer. <laughs> So what do you think his impact on the movie is going to be? Comic relief. I yeah. think Yep. I think he's going to be a presence in the movie. We're going to meet him. We're going to think, oh, no, this guy's really dangerous. He's not going to say a lot, yeah, but he's going right. to be really nice and, and friendly. And that's going to catch us off guard. And we're going to be like, oh, he's actually a sweetheart. Yeah. I think the cat is going to be like suspicious of him. Yeah, that's right. So the cat is going to catch them out as sea monsters. I think we see that in one of the trailers. Yeah. But of course, the, the cat's not going to be able to say anything because it's no. a cat but it's going to be sort of very wary and untrusting of the two boys. It probably will try and indicate that to Julia and Massimo, but since it's a cat, Mm. you know, they're never going to be baited into it. To draw another parallel, the cat's going to be like the horse entangled, I think. Good comparison there as well. So next up, playing the character of Ercole Visconti is uh, Severino Raimundo. So Ercole is apparently the local bully of Porto Rosso. And he's the repeat champion of the town's Porto Rosso Cup race. He is a Vespa-owning, pompadoured blowhard who believes that everyone loves him and enjoys watching him eat sandwiches. Yeah, that one's weird. Yeah, okay. I like it when people watch me eat a sandwich. Maybe everyone gathers around him while he eats a sandwich. He has two followers. Crab and Goyle. Yeah, Sissio and Guido. <laughs> it may as well have been. Who are ready to do his bidding. <laughs> yeah, it's the same starting letters. Who are ready to do his bidding. Yeah. So yeah, they're gonna be. He's gonna be the Draco Malfoy character, or he's gonna be the bad guy in Porco Rosso. You know, the American. I get that vibe as well. I haven't seen that movie. I only just you know it through reputation. You would love that movie. Okay. You'd love it. You should go watch it after. So this yeah, show. he's the. I suppose the very loose villain of the movie. Mm. He's not gonna be too much of a villain. No. More so of an antagonist. And he's got his two sort of flunkies who follow him around. He's just gonna be really overconfident and annoying. Yeah, eating his sandwiches, <laughs> riding around in his Vespa. Ever done? Ever done? Stop! 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 I'm eating my sandwich. <laughs> So next we have the character of Daniela Paguro, who's played by Maya Rudolph, who everyone should know from her award-winning role in Magruba. She's very much a comedy actor. She does a lot of voice work, so you've probably seen her in something already. And she plays a sea monster and Luca's mother, who is determined to keep her son safe. She's the helicopter parent, presumably. Mm. She's the one at the start of the movie to be like, Luca, you can never go up to the surface world because they kill sea monsters up there. We've got to stay hidden. That's how we stay alive. Your grandfather was killed by the, <laughs> the surface dwellers. And I don't want that to happen to you. Yeah. 
They made a statue of it in town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, what do you think her impact is going to be on the movie beyond that? Yeah, pretty much what you just said. I think that she's going to tell Luca not to go to the surface. It's a very dangerous place. She doesn't like humans, maybe. Maybe she has a bias. She's the one who feeds the fear that Luca has initially yes. of the surface world. And it's world. probably based on some kind of reality for them. But I think once Luca and Alberto leave... She and possibly her husband will also try to find them. So there's going to be another subplot of them trying to find Luca. Yeah, maybe. As human. Yeah, it could go in that direction. We could explore that as we talk about the plot. So next up, talking about the other parent, Lorenzo Paguro is Jim Gaffigan, who's another comedy actor. Again, does a lot of voice work. And now he is a sea monster in Luca's father, as I've already mentioned. And he is a well-meaning but sometimes distracted dad who's very passionate about raising his prize-winning crabs. Comic relief. They've got goatfish and crabs. Yeah. So obviously, goatfish are supposed to be like goats, and I guess the crabs are supposed to be like either dogs or cats. Yeah, I don't know. You should have worn protection, probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> There's shampoos that you can get that can fix up. Uh, maybe the sea monsters don't have. We're talking about what are we doing this? <laughs> this is a Pixar movie. Um, I think he's going to be like a comic relief character that the mum is going to be like, "Hey, tell Luca not to go to the surface," and he'll be like distracted by his crabs. <laughs> I'm so itchy. <laughs> no, no, no. He's just we like, just hold take on a, a moment to see if we can reach a maturity level. Yeah. Here. So it's like, hold on a moment. Distracted just, by his crabs. I'm feeding. I'm feeding my prize-winning crabs here. <laughs> Settle down, <laughs> Matty Dude. Right. So he's tossing bread at the crabs. He's tossing bread at the crabs. Yep. And he's just like, oh, I'm too distracted to care about that. <laughs> Which I can understand. If you got crabs, that'd be very distracting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Should we move on? Yes. The last character I wanted to talk about, this may be the least as well, I typically say, but certainly not least, but I don't know how much this character is going to appear in this movie or what sort of impact they're going to have, but playing Luca's grandmother is Sandy Martin. Again, does a lot of voice work and a lot of comedy movies. So grandma knows that breaking a rule or two is a part of growing up, and she's a little too happy to look the other way if Luca's rebellious side should emerge. Right, so she's going to be the or cool submerge. Granny. Cool granny, right? Yeah, of course. Maybe she will give Luca something to go to the surface with. Maybe she will be like... Maybe she'll be watching Luca. And maybe then- she'll cover for Luca. Mm. She knows that he's gone to the surface world. Maybe she'll cover for Luca to his parents and just be like, oh, he's off at uh, school, like swimming school or something like that. <laughs> well, it's in the summer, right? There's no swimming schools. Swimming schools on break. Okay, fair enough. Maybe it's swimming camp. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's like... Great Barrier Reef Camp, or that would be too far away from, yeah. <laughs> from the Riviera. Maybe yes. like Coral Camp. All right. So as you say, she's the cool grandmother. Yes. As it says here in the bio, she's all too happy to look the other way. And like I said, we're just presuming that she's going to cover for Luca so he can spend more time in the surface world. All right. That's all the characters. Cool. I think we got a good grasp of what they're going to be Shall like. Shall we dive into the oceanic world and explore what we think is going to happen let's, in the plot? Let's submerge ourselves in this plot. All right. So first things first. How will the movie open? Musical number. Dun, 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 Musical number animation. Yes, you. Yes, of course. It's Under gonna, the sea. It's going to be a musical title sequence. I don't think it's going to be a musical movie, though. Cause as it's going to be said, a musical movie. We've said in the past, Pixar very rarely does musicals. And this isn't, obviously, this obviously isn't a musical. So it's going to be a, a song, surely. Yes. Like the song, a song is going to start off the movie. Do you think we'll be introduced to the real world first? Or do you think we'll be introduced to the underwater world? Because I'm personally leaning more towards the underwater world. Because I, I think we're going to be introduced to the world yes. of the sea monsters yes. before we go up to the surface because we're going to follow Luca's journey as he travels up to the surface for the first time. I think the underwater world first would make sense. You can do a Lilo and Stitch thing where they're sort of swimming around 
exploring stuff. Yeah. Maybe. I was confused for a second then because I was like, what? I That's that how movie, Lilo and Stitch starts. It opens in space. It oh, opens well, with space, uh, after with Stitch escaping from his Maybe that's what it, how it starts. <laughs> space, yeah, well, that's how they get space in space. aliens. There we go. Running along the rings of Saturn. But I could also see them going and looking at the beautiful sights of the Riviera and like in that, you know what I mean? I could I see that we'll as well. I think we'll be introduced to that world as Luca is introduced to it. So I think that's a safe bet. So let's go with starting in the underwater world. Yep. Song opens us up. So we get to see Luca's parents. We get to see the goatfish. We get to see the yeah. crabs. It can be a huge flex for the animators who worked hard on this movie. They can be like, look, how beautiful this world that we created yeah, is. This underwater world. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, of course, we'll have... It's going to uh, be really Italian music too. Yeah. So. <laughs> or maybe some like rip-off Morricone music. <laughs> oh, it will be. It will be, since they wanted him to do the score. Like the man with no name style yeah, music. Ecstasy of Gold. No, I don't think they'll be that on the nose. Morricone actually did very varied and uh, stylistic soundtracks throughout his career, so he wasn't just doing spaghetti westerns. But yeah, that's probably what he's most famous for. Anyway, so I think next up we'll be introduced to his best friend, Alberto, who is always bragging about how like, oh, I spend so much time up in the surface world. Well, will we get to meet Luca first? Get to explore what- Well, I've said that we've introduced his parents. We've introduced Luca. Okay, yep. They've said, they've probably said, oh, you never go up to the surface world because, you know, they kill sea monsters up there. Well, we have the covered scene all that. where he tries to go to the surface and then chickens out. Well, I think that's him going up to the surface for the first time. Uh. So, obviously, his friend Alberto convinces him to come up to the surface with him. Can I pitch something to you? Yeah, go ahead. So, what if he comes to the surface first? Like, he's about to go to the surface. Alberto tells him, like, and gives him the push, push out the window, as, as Gandalf would say. Mm-hmm or out the door, more or less, pushes him to the surface. They explore the surface. Then they go back in the water and then Lucas- gets in trouble. Yeah, he gets in trouble. Never ever go to the surface. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Now, the one thing that leads me to believe that they're going up to the surface world with a purpose is that you see that Alberto is carrying a sack full of, like, junk that he's collected from under the water that he's taking up to the surface. Is he throwing- the junk out to the surface. That's no, hilarious. no, no. He's got a sack full of junk, presumably to build the scooter. Oh, I believe he's collecting junk from the ocean floor. I didn't know taking that. it up to build the scooter on the surface. So the scooter's made with like discarded bicycle parts, right. uh, a crate. So maybe you're right. Maybe Alberto is a inventor of some regard. Yeah, yeah. of some regard. I believe. Why else would he be carrying this this sack of uh, stuff around with him? Good point. I didn't and, notice and like that. I said, we see in the movie that they create their scooter itself. Yeah. So that isn't Julia creating their scooter. It's those the two boys creating their own scooter. So do you think Alberto would have really gone to the surface or is he lying? No, I definitely think he has gone to the surface. He seems to show in the trailer a lot of confidence surfacing as opposed to Luca. Yeah. So I think he sort of roped Luca in to helping him build this scooter. So I think Alberto wants to enter the race. Maybe you need two people to do the race. I don't know. Maybe. But maybe it's a, a thing of like, oh, I need I need someone to help me test out the bike. Yeah. So can you help me with that? You don't have to enter the race. Of course he's going to enter the race. Of but course. I'm going to enter the race myself, but I need you to help me out first with creating the bike and testing it. Yeah. I think there's got to be something though. It catches their eye. Something catches their eye. Maybe it is um, Julia or somebody, but they, they kind of get... Maybe they need stuff from in the town. Okay. Because they got to go finish into the, the town. bike. Yeah. I can't be just exploring for the sake of exploring because I don't think Luca would do that this early in the movie. No, but it's not going to be a very long movie, so we have to get to the town relatively quickly, within the first 15 minutes. Sure. So, presumably, yeah, they come to the surface. They explore moving around and what yeah. that's like. We get the we get the rule that when they're on the surface, when they're dry, they're human form. When they're yep. in the water, they're that's right. monster form. And then when Luca first comes out of the water, he's not going to have any clothes. Oh, funny. So, they're going to have to find him clothes. A loincloth? Yeah. 
The, the, he has sort of like makeshift pants on in the trailer. Yeah. So he's going to have to cover up his modesty at first when he comes out of the water. There's going to be a gag around that. He has makeshift pants and eventually they'll have to steal some clothes from a clothesline or something for Luca to wear. They will definitely do that. And then they become a part of his body somehow or do they wear clothes when they're under the water? I think they, they wear their human clothes under the water. Do they? Yeah. I didn't notice if they did or didn't. Yeah, but... they, they don't become naked when they come under the water. They're wearing human clothes over the top of their yeah. monster form. Maybe that's how the parents figure out. They're just like, what are these human clothes doing yeah, here? Yeah, maybe. It's not like that, mum. I think the parents will take a backseat for most of the movie. Definitely. Until at least the third act. Yes. So they've come out into the human world. The whole preamble is they're trying to build this scooter for the race. Uh, I don't know why Alberto wants to win the race. Maybe Alberto has like a bucket list of things he wants to do. Yeah. Can give us like a little narrative of them trying different We've already things. sort of decided that the prize for the race is a brand new scooter, right? Have we? I, I agree with it, but yeah. Because sure. unless they steal the bully's scooter, at one point in the trailer, we see them driving a brand new shiny red Vespa. I thought they stole the bully's scooter, yeah? I thought that's what happened. Uh, why would they do that, though? I don't know, maybe they're jerks. <laughs> I mean, I could understand them stealing it out of necessity, but it looks like they're just having a general joyride. Okay. Well, then, yeah, maybe it's a and scooter. And they seem to get. know that it's the bully's scooter as well. Why would two sea monsters want to win a scooter, though? Yeah, that's my question. I'm saying I'm not sure why Alberto wants to enter and win this scooter race. Maybe he just really loves the surface world. Maybe that's going to be the... Th- maybe that's his thing. Maybe he's like, oh... This world is wondrous and beautiful and we get to appreciate life as it is through Alberto. Yeah. You know? Or maybe when they go up into the town for the first time, they meet Julia and she brings up the whole competition element of the, That's the cup. what I think is going to happen. Although I'm not sure if she... Oh, no, she does have a scooter of her own, doesn't she? Yes. Yeah, okay. So I think that's more likely. I think it's more likely that they learn about the competition through Julia. That's what I think too. And that's when they start, you know, devising to build their scooter. Yeah, I think they come to the surface, they explore that, and somehow they get to the town and then they get yeah, roped into the town. they tentatively cup. enter the town. Well, Alberto's just going to be like, no, we're going to go to the town. I'm going to show you the ropes, yep. kid. Yeah, so I don't think Alberto's ever been to the town because he doesn't seem to know much more about it than Luca does. Well, he says he does, but whether he does or not, maybe no, he's No, I think he's lying. just bluffing. Yeah. Because they don't understand, like, idioms and they don't understand the basic rules of life, and I suppose. by the way, there's going to be life, that is. a lot of that in this movie. It's going to be fish out of water comedy. I've actually written here in quotation marks, a lot of fish out of water comedy. I actually basically wrote down what I think the bare bones of the plot will oh, okay. be. You if you share actually it? want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. So what I've got here is that Luca has never been to the surface well due to his strict but careful parents. The sea monsters have long been persecuted by humans. His friend Alberta has been to the surface several times. They want to enter the Porto Rosso Cup to win a shiny new Vespa scooter. They plan to build a scooter from scratch from junk. They enter Porto Rosso for the first time with, in quotation marks, here we go, fish out of water comedy. They become friends with Julia, who shows them the wonders of Porto Rosso and the surface world. Ercole, Sissio, and Guido are bullies, with Ercole owning a shiny red Vespa, and he's the long-time running champ of the Porto Rosso Cup. Luca and Alberto constantly have to hide the fact that they are sea monsters. Luca and Alberto enter the cup with their self-made scooter, and I won't read the rest because I sort of want to discuss what happens in Act 3. Yes. A bit later on. Uh, well, so far, so good. I think there's going to be a point where the parents come in and try to find Luca. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. You don't think so? I think they'll be concerned as to where he is, but then I think the grandma will sort of cover. You don't think there's going to be a point where she's they like, get like, oh, he's staying over at Alberto's house. Right. At Alberto's sea cave. Right. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. They're going to come into the town. They're going to learn about the cup. Yeah, they're going to meet Julia. She's going to introduce them to a lot of stuff like pasta and... Uh, gelato. Gelato. 
of course, we're going to meet the bullies in the same way that we saw in the trailer where yes. they try and kick a ball and they accidentally knock over Urkoli's scooter, but it's saved from being scratched by a guy diving underneath it. Do you think it's one of his cronies diving underneath maybe, it? Maybe, maybe. That'd be funny. Someone got a lucky today. So we understand that they're bullies. He eats a sandwich in front of everybody. <laughs> and everyone's like, ooh. Yeah. Now, I don't think he's going to be like a typical beat up people bully. I just think he's going to be. He's just going to be mean. Or just like a jerk, just full of himself. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, he calls Julia and the two boys losers. Mm-hmm. And this, of course, leads Julia to say, us underdogs have got to stick together. I think they're going to refer to themselves as underdogs. Yeah, that's the whole right. whole movie. That's going to be like their team name. Yeah, that's right. It's like the Losers Club from... Yes, it. yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Julia's going to invite these guys over to her house where they yep. meet Massimo. Dad. We're going to have shenanigans that we saw in the trailer. That's right. Except they're going to be a little bit more drawn out than they are in the trailer. Yes. Where uh, Massimo is slicing up fish for dinner and Lucas spits water out on Alberto's face. He does a spit take onto Alberto's face. Alberto half transforms into a sea monster. They duck under the table. While they're under the table trying to dry off Alberto's face, the cat comes along and sees them. And they try and, you know, they shh the cat. <laughs> She's out. And then they pop back up just in time for the Massimo and Julia to turn around. And there's also a scene where we see uh, Julia swimming and... Yeah, that's right. The other two boys are... Don't want to swim at all. They don't want to swim because that would reveal that they're sea monsters. I think they're going to tell everybody that they can't swim. Yeah, that's right. So that's going to be their excuse not to get in the water. And there's a boat chase as well with the bullies. With the bullies, yeah. So, obviously, that's going to be played for suspense as well. Yeah, that's right. So, I think that... I think think that's going to happen in the the same scene. So, the scene with Julia swimming and then the bullies sort of having a boat chase with them is going to be the same scene. So, I think... uh, What's his name? Akoli? Akoli, yeah. Yeah. I think Akoli is going to be really competitive with Luca and... Um, Alberto just straight off the bat so he's just wanting to defeat them and all sorts of things including the cup yeah exactly he's always trying to one up them in some way I suppose he just likes to be the best yeah and he's a bully he's cruising around they've got like a rowboat he's cruising around in a speedboat showing off because he's rich he almost uh, uncovers them as sea monsters but they manage to to hide maybe they uh, they flip the boat over and then run to the surface like Jack Sparrow and uh, Will from Pirates (laughs) of the Caribbean that'd be great and they pop out and have to hide until they dry out that'd be great we also see them ride a bicycle into the ocean. Do they? And then, I don't know if this is related at all, but once they drive the bicycle into the ocean, you see Julia go, hmm, very suspiciously. You think she figures it out? Uh, I don't think she'll figure it out. I do have a theory as to how she'll find out. I think everyone in the town will talk about sea monsters as being, like, really bad and, yeah. you know, these evil creatures that are a myth, you know. So, there's a lot of uh, misunderstandings about, like, the sea monsters, who are actually nice people. You know, yeah, exactly. All nice sea monsters, I guess. So the sea monsters are scared of the humans, and the humans are scared of the sea monsters. That's right. All through misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. So let's get to the main conflict of the movie. What do you think the main conflict of the movie is going to be, aside from the two boys constantly trying to hide the fact that they're sea monsters? Is the cup going to be the main conflict? Yes, yeah. I think this. I think there's not going to be any real threat in this movie other than being uncovered. I know you disagree with this, but I think the parents uncovering them is also going to be a threat as well. Um, yeah. Well, I definitely think that'll be a part of it, but just not a huge but part of it. If we're going down the avenue of this is like a Studio Ghibli kind of style movie, there's no real conflicts in those kind of movies. They're just not kind particularly. Of, yeah. So like unless a- the world being destroyed by giant <laughs> bugs is considered a conflict. <laughs> well, sometimes you know what I mean. But I'm thinking like a Kiki's Delivery Service style movie, a yeah. Porco, Porco Rosso style movie. So the one with the raccoons with the huge testicles. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, so I think I think the cup is something you can build this story around. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, appropriately enough, they're building the story around the cup by building the scooter, as we keep going back to. Yep. I think they successfully build the scooter. It's a piece of crap, Mm -hmm. but they love it. They do. Will Julia be entering the race as well in her scooter? No, I think she's going to work with these guys. I think the- It's going to be tandem three-way on the scooter. The underdogs are going to work together on 
to build a scooter. Okay. So, from what we understand, from what we see in the trailer, we can see that Alberto and Luca are cruising around on the scooter. Will they enter the race as a duo, or will it just be one of them? Oh, yeah. Maybe both of them. And where will the rain factor in? Maybe maybe it'll be Luca. Maybe Luca will have to ride the, the scooter himself. Maybe yeah, that'll possibly. be his big challenge. Possibly. Maybe now, it's supposed to be Alberto, and like Mighty Ducks, he gets injured, and it's like, obviously, you have to be, have obviously, to be you, Luca. Obviously, they're going to win the race. I don't think that's in contest at all. I don't know. I think maybe they don't win the race. Okay. I think maybe they don't win the race and then they realize the scooter they built out of friendship, Kieran, mm. was the real prize yeah. all along. Okay. Did I just get a message? Yes, I did. Thank oh, you very much. There I'll be go. here all night. He's very satisfied by that, folks. <laughs> okay, so let me just break down what I think the, the big sure. reveal at the end of the movie will be. So, obviously, the sea monsters are going to be outed to everybody as sea monsters rather than human boys. And I thought, I scratched my head about it and I thought, how would that happen? What, how would they reveal that in a dramatic way? They pop way? a bottle of champagne in celebration and they get sprayed with <laughs> no. it. So what I think is there's going to be a moment where Julia is put in danger. So ah. the most logical explanation is that there's a situation where Julia almost drowns. So we, we understand that she can swim somewhat. We see her sort of like doing breaststroke, breaststroke in the water. But there's going to be a moment where she's like, I don't know, maybe she crashes her scooter into the water during the race or something like that. She's got her like pant leg caught on the accelerator and it's, she's being pulled under the water. And um, it, a storm breaks out. A storm yeah. breaks out. So the water's really rough. But of course, the two sea monsters, they're used to being under the water in rough circumstances. So they dive in to save her and they bring her back up to the beach. Everyone's gathered around being yes. like... Oh my god, they saved her. But it's pouring rain, so they don't transform back into human boys. And she's already... Is she unconscious underwater, or is she like... Oh uh, god, these yeah, sea monsters she, are yeah, saving Yeah, she, she passed out, and then she does the standard... <laughs> spits up water, and then comes back. <laughs> and then, and of then, course, the boys leave, right? Yeah, and presu- we're gonna have, presumably like, they leave. Almost a third act breakup scenario where they leave. I think everyone's shocked. Like, they don't really, like, chase off the sea monsters, but they're just really shocked and appalled that they're sea monsters and they're, like, gasping and maybe, like, I don't know, even a child starts crying, a, a woman screams, and they they and, feel compelled to run away. And a caller's like, see, look, I told you. The coli, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Did I say a cola? Yeah, you said a cola. <laughs> so, yeah, they go back and the parents are like, what did we tell you? Yes. And then, of course, Alberto and Luca are like, we can never return to the surface oh. world again. And this is our tear-jerking moment for Pixar, for the Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've got to have we, that tear-jerking moment. But, have to. of course, it's all going to work out. When they return to the... They, they have to return to the surface world for some reason, but then they're hailed as heroes. People are like, oh, those sea monsters, they saved, you know, they were friends with Julia and they saved our Julia. Yeah. And now they're heroes, and so... This leads us to reuniting the humans and the sea monsters. They can come together and live in harmony. And so the sea monsters can help the humans with their fishing. <laughs> and the humans can give the sea monsters whatever resources they're missing. Yeah. So, like, the humans can get goat fish now. Yeah, absolutely. Done? Yeah. Yay. So that's what I think, you know, the sort of, like, uh, the climax of the third act will be. Definitely is agree. Julia in danger. She's rescued by the sea monsters. So they have to, they're forced to out themselves as sea monsters to rescue her and save her life. Yep, that's I agree. my big theory. I agree with that. Can I just add one more thing onto this plot? I think yes. Julia doesn't have any friends, and these are the first two friends that she has. Yes, I think that's fairly obvious. I think, no, that's, I just, I think that's important to say. I though. just want it recorded on this podcast. Yep. And so what will be the undoing of the bullies? Losing? Um, if we say they lost the cup? I don't know. They need to be humiliated in some... Or maybe yeah, not humiliated. That's what I mean. Maybe, I mean. maybe they eat a little bit of humble pie. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe, maybe they're scared of the sea monsters. <laughs> 
they run away they, screaming. In this world of utopia, they're just like hiding inside, just like the sea monsters well, are out well, there. Well, actually, you have the theory that Alberto and Luca will end up with their scooter. Will it be Ercoli's scooter? That maybe they he end up puts. With? Yeah, maybe he puts his scooter on the line. Maybe he's like so confident in this race. Maybe it's not like even like a prestigious race or anything like that. He's just like, I'm so well, proud. I will put my scooter on the line. Maybe the prize is a brand new scooter. He ends up winning the race because Luca and Alberto are distracted by rescuing uh, Julia from the ocean floor, from the dark depths. He ends up winning the new scooter. And then out of the kindness of his heart, because he's just like, you guys aren't so bad. I'm not such a bad guy. He gives them his original shiny red scooter as a gift. Oh, that's nice. Wouldn't of him. that be nice? That is nice of him. That's a stretch, but you it know, is a stretch. that's a, a nice way you could end up with Luca and Alberto ending up with his scooter without them stealing it or him dying <laughs> and them taking it from his cold dead hands. <laughs> I like it. I like, like it. I've got my new scooter. You can have this one that you coveted so much. Yeah. I'm yeah, not going to sell it. He was, he's got like 50 in the garage. Unless, unless you have a better idea. No, I I like that. Um, I'm struggling to think of anything else you could do with that bully. I think, uh, you know, you could have the Crab and Goyle characters turn on him, just be like, why are you being such a jerk? These guys are all right. That's possible. Well, we've already sort of established that they aren't really villains. They're just no. antagonistic. So if they can have a redemption in the end, the movie will probably be yeah. better for it. Maybe. They don't have to have like a, you know. Yeah, maybe he gives, gives big the- Big bad comeuppance. He gives the bike because, or he gives the scooter across because they were better racers. Their, their scooter was better than his scooter. Possibly. You know, they were winning. And he won, so he got the new scooter. Yeah, they were winning and he knows that. So maybe he was just like, you know what? I'm going to give you this scooter. I'm going to retire from racing scooters and just going to eat sandwiches for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, he's going to become a professional sandwich that's, eater. That's what everyone wants me to. Yeah. That's what everyone wants to see me doing. He becomes a mukbang streamer. He opens up a sandwich store. People just tune in to watch him eat sandwiches. Will there be narration like in this ASMR. movie? By the way, I don't think so. It's possible. How many Pixar movies have narration? Um. Oh boy, did did Soul? No. Soul did not have narration. Did Inside Out? No. Inside Out definitely didn't have narration. I thought it had inside I thought it had narration at the start. No, it doesn't. Okay. Then none. I don't think this movie is going to be any different by having narration in it. Fair enough. Should we quickly break down Let's what do we've it. got in the plot so Let's far? Uh, would you care to start us off? So we start off with a musical number. Well, not a musical number. We start off with a song where we yep. explore the, the underworld, underworld world. world. Yep. Under the sea. That's That's right. That's right. And then we get an introduction to Luca, his life, his family, and the fact that it is taboo to go into the surface world because humans are dangerous and deadly and don't like sea monsters. Yep. However, our dear friend, and I think is going to be the heart of this movie, Alberto, will encourage Luca to come to the surface to explore. Mm -hmm. Yep. A lot of fish out of water comedy straight off the bat as they try to figure out how to move. Uh, another thing I think I should uh-huh. add as well that Alberto is confident to the point of being reckless, I believe. Yes. And he's going to learn to sort of pull back a little bit by the end of the movie. He's going to realize that, oh, by being too forward, by being too out there, and uh, what was the word that they used to describe him? All about fun. I know that was a Gregarious, quote. Gregarious, I think it was. All about fun. He's going to learn that, like, oh, sometimes I've got to be... Or sometimes I've got to make sensible decisions, otherwise I might put my friends in danger. Which he will do. Yeah. They drown. Yes. So they come to the surface world. Now, we said that they're going to be enticed into the town. Yes. Did we decide? I think they're going to find a gelato, a gelato or however you pronounce it. What, just that. like melting on the yeah, side? Yeah, they're just like, oh ants. my God. Well, Alberto knows what that is, so he'll give it to Luca. And then like, oh my God, let's go find this. Let's go find <laughs> right. more ice cream. All right. Um, something something like better. that. Or maybe there's a bird that steals something they have and then they've got to chase it into town. Yeah, maybe. Like so they go into town. 
Um, they have a scuffle with the bullies and they meet Julia out of that and Julia introduces yeah. the whole Julia idea. Julia comes to their rescue because yeah. the bullies look like they're going to beat the two boys up. Mm-hmm. And Julia doesn't have any friends, so these are the t- first two friends that she has. They become a yep. tight-knit group. Julia takes them back to her house. Well, she where- shows them around the town yeah, first. And absolutely. then at night, she's just like, you can come and have dinner at my house. You can have pasta. Yeah, exactly. Now fish pasta. Some linguine. Yes. It'd be great. Where we meet the father and we get introduced to the idea of the cup. And I think a lot of the middle of this movie, which we didn't really discuss, will be them trying new things. So, I think... Yeah. I think... Well, we said all the fish out of water comedy. Yeah. Well, I think Alberto will be like... Avoiding, avoiding being caught by humans as sea monsters. Well, I think Alberto will be like, oh, Luke, you've never done all these things. Let's do all the things that we can do on And they're Earth. also attempting to build their scooter at the same time. Exactly. So, they're exactly. trying new things. They're building the scooter. They're having fun. Yeah. And Julia will be like oh, you guys really haven't done anything, right? Well, let me show you around town and let's do all these things that you've never done before, like jumping off a ramp and going boating and, and yep. go building Da Vinci flying machines and flying oh, and we- going to Saturn. No, that'll be a ger- dream sequence. Let's yes. decide that'll be a dream yeah. sequence. So anything outlandish will be the, either in their imagination, they're running around playing, or it'll be maybe, dreaming about the wonders yeah, of the service world. Maybe Luca will be in love with Julia and he'll be thinking about her and he'll be re- running around the rings of Saturn. Just Possibly. want to pitch that. So well, I was thinking maybe at the start of the movie, he's dreaming about what the service world oh. is like. And he has all these like crazy ideas of like Maybe. flying over in wingsuits over Could the top be. of Rome with with Alberto there with Alberto yeah he's in his dream he's his no, friend so you know that happens they build the scooter they do the race yep. Julia is in danger she crashes the scooter she falls off a cliff I'm imagining yep. a cliff yeah I'm right? imagining that too and she gets caught under the water she's unconscious yep no one else can rescue her it's raining the it's bo- a storm the boys have this it's very moment. dramatic yeah where they decide they're going to save her so they do and I think it's going to be Luca that saves her yeah, of course. He's our hero. He's, it's the movie's called Luca. He's going to be him. He's going to, you know, go above his fears and everything his mother taught her and yep. taught him. And he's going to rescue Julia. He'll be exposed. Everyone will be like, <gasps> they're sea monsters. They're sea monsters. Will they leave? Yeah, they leave. They leave. Maybe the, the grandmother says some words of wisdom. Yeah. They go back home. The parents are like, what did we tell you, you jerks? The grandmother's like, oh, look, I used to go up there all the time. Yeah. I used to go up there all the time with your grandfather. Maybe she has like a picture that's like, this is my best friend who, yeah. who was- uh, Yeah, something nice like that. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. And then they're like, oh, okay. And that, that changes the parents' minds, you know, maybe. They go up to the surface world and hooray, they're, hailed, they're heroes. They're, they're held as heroes. They topple that statue that's hanging yeah. in town about killing- And a- they put up a new one where it's like a sea monster <laughs> and a human shaking hands. <laughs> And then yeah, and we be, and maybe another song where everybody. I know this is not a musical movie, but maybe it's a song where yeah, it'll be another nice song or a soundtrack where they're all yep. like working together. Da 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 da. da. Uh, bully gives the, the humans and the sea monsters come together. The bully, presumably, as we said, he uh, seceded. He's like, you guys were the better racers. I've won my new bike anyway. You can have this old red one that I have that you coveted so much. And then- They ride off into the sunset. Yeah, I, I think the ending will pretty much be, what's the next adventure? Three friends reunite. Yep. They like put their hands together. It's going to be all cute. Underdogs. Underdogs for life. And then they're going to ride off into their next thing. Yep, there we go. Perfect. Fade, like cut to black, done, we're, we're done. So that's what we think is going to happen in Pixar's Luca. Then there's going to be credit a credit scene where there's going to be drawn animation as well. Oh, hand-drawn animation yes. during the credits. Okay, that's a good idea. And then, of course, when the when the film fades to black, it will say dedicated to the memory of Ennio Morricone. It will. 
have like a picture of the man with no name. <laughs> like a scene. No, they Maybe won't do that. Alberto, uh, Julia, and Luca will all be wanting to find money that's buried in a graveyard. And yeah, Luca has the rock with the name on it. And yeah, they have like a and Julia knows the the grave. <laughs> a Mexican standoff. Yeah, Luca, you're no good, son of a. Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. Oh, there you go. That's what his name should have been. <laughs> should have been Luca Brazzi. We didn't mention that through the whole show. I was waiting for it. Oh, no. I had another lame joke in mind. Tell me. Tell me what the I, lame joke is. You know is. the song Luca? He goes, my name is Luca. No. I live on the ocean floor. Really? It doesn't actually say oh. that in the song. I live on the second floor. But I didn't want to bring that up because it's a song about covering up spousal abuse. So <laughs> I thought it was a little bit shaky. Not for a Pixar movie. <laughs> yep. All right. So, so that was everything that we think is going to happen in Luca. I think it's very clear that we have no idea. I don't yes. think that was a very confident prediction at all. No. I think we played it very safe. I think we have a fair idea of what's going to happen in the movie. We know how these movies generally go. If it's radically different to what we've said, then all power to the movie because they're doing something different. It looks like it'll be a good movie. Oh, yeah? I think so, yeah. It doesn't really appeal to me, but if it can surprise me, then I might enjoy it a lot. Yeah. But tell us what you think. If you yes. think if you have a strong theory or you think we're way off, let us know. And where can they let us know? Several different platforms. They can they can uh, post a comment on this episode's page for a mm-hmm. start. We're also available on all social media outlets like Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. Correct. So you can find us there. Or you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. People don't like to send emails these days. It's no, all about that social media. Yeah. So that inbox is looking very dusty. <laughs> <laughs> and I barely check it anyway, so. That was Pixar's Luca. You let us know what you think is going to happen. Let us know if you agree with what we've said. Yeah. But before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be exploring next week. Let's do it. So, of course, we're doing another installment of actual spoilers. And oh, this one. Oh, my God. This, one this is one's a big one. This one is certainly a big one. This one's been a long time coming. It's one of our final movies of 2019 that we're going back to. In fact, I think it is the final movie of 2019 that we covered. We're going back and we're seeing how well we did in predicting Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Now, this episode... This episode made me and Kieran's friendships groups carve in half almost. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this was a very that's controversial right. episode. You're going to have to tune into this episode next week because Maddie D and I both have completely opposite <laughs> opinions of the movie. One of us really loved the movie and the other one really didn't like the movie at all. And to find out who, you're going to have to listen so next this, week. This could be the last episode of potential spoilers if yeah, we could get be. into a screaming match. It could be. So that one's going to end with a fight. <laughs> It's probably going to be like 10 minutes dedicated to how well we did and then 50 minutes dedicated to... to how stupid the other person is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, I'm actually looking forward to that very I've much I've been now. waiting for this one for a very long time. Ooh. A lot of people have opinions of this movie, a lot of oh, strong opinions of so this movie, people. and we'll talk all about it, especially ours. So tune in yeah. for that one. Okay, yeah. Okay, and well, until then... Until then, let's go eat some ice cream, eat some pasta, and... Eat a sandwich. Befriend some sea monsters. Yeah. You do it now. Just say the thing. What's wrong with you, stupido? <gasps>